Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiacos, I said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Gate 7 International. I'm your host, Adi, here with a lovely post-match short for you. Sorry, guys, we weren't able to go live today, but we were able to at least record this post-match short for you to cover everything that happened in the game today. Before we get started with the post-match discussion, if you haven't done it already, guys, join the mission here at Gate7 International. Subscribe, like the channel, and share it with all your friends so that we can continue to grow this wonderful community. We also wanted to give a shout-out to Olympiacos DC. Olympiacos DC opened their UPSL season for the spring with a match against Skyline FC, Skyline City FC, I'm sorry. And they had a huge win, 3 nothing to start the season off on the right foot. Well done to the boys, and we look forward to another strong season and this time a victory in the division finals. Not going to count our chickens before they hatch there, but the team is quality. Coach Phillip and the boys have done a great job, and they're off to a wonderful, wonderful start. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into what you guys have been waiting for post-match it was ugly today. Another ugly outing, something we've come to expect from this team time and time again. You guys filled my DMs after this game. Some of you just were or you're sick. I get it. I understand. I'm I'm sick of it too. It is so hard to watch this team every weekend with this product that's on the field. I've read everything you guys sent me. Trust me, we all have. All of us. You guys were blowing up our DMs with how upset you were. I'm sorry. It is what it is. And we're going to get through this together. And I know part of it is that a lot of you were frustrated by the exclusion of a certain Costa Fortunis. My DMs were flooded with that too. I discussed it with the guys before the game. Everybody was unhappy. There was no reason for his exclusion. Health reasons, that is. And it led to people all from social media to our DMs asking, what is going on? Why is he not being used? Then, of course, people start thinking. We're looking at Cabella. We want to re-sign Valbuena. It means that Costa doesn't have a spot on this team. Coach Martins doesn't rate him, and he doesn't plan on using him after all. Maybe that's what it means. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but all I can say is this was the type of game where we needed somebody with some creativity, and I think he could have helped, but it is what it is. There were also some other changes to the lineup uh, for you guys that saw our, our pre-match tweets. There were, and social media posts, that is. Mario Vrusai and Yorgos Masuras tested positive for COVID. I'm not sure how that's going to affect things moving forward. I don't know how their health is going to be affected, but they were left out of the game because of that today. 
which saw the inclusion of Agibu Camara on the wing in the starting lineup with Carvalho at the 10. It also meant that Kenny Lala was starting on the right back, which he probably would have anyway. And that doesn't necessarily surprise us. All in all, the starting 11 wasn't, we've seen worse. It wasn't a bad starting 11. But when you looked at the options on the bench, there weren't really too many great attacking options available to us. If things got dicey, which most of us knew was probably going to happen. We've come to expect some poor performances from this team, stale performances, un- non-innovative performances. And that's what we got. First half was pretty tight. And when I say pretty tight, I mean we couldn't really break them down in their third. We always expect that we're going to dominate possession more so than they will. And we did. Throughout the entirety of the first half, we were very close to 60% to their 40. Not many great chances. Some people ask me about the press, if the press was there. It was there, guys. It wasn't very intense. It wa- it did actually get quite intense during the middle part of the half, the 15th to 30th minute, about five uh, passes allowed per defensive action. So it was pretty intense. But at, besides that, we we weren't pressing super high against Yanina. Back to the breakdowns of Yanina's defense. We only had one clear chance in the first half, and it was the El Arabi header. For those that don't remember, it was the play that started with the Gary Rodriguez ball into the middle of the the penalty area for Pasianina. And the ball gets played out to Agi Bukamara, who tries to take a shot, but it gets deflected off of the defender in front of him right to El Arabi. And El Arabi heads the ball into goal. Unfortunately, he doesn't really pick a side, and there's not a lot of force on it, so it didn't go anywhere. But that was the best opportunity we had in the first half. And it doesn't say much. We couldn't really create too much outside of that. And the defense was very shaky. Perea was dogging us the entire game. And even before Cisse came off with the injury, and I'll touch on that in a second, Perea was all over the place. It was entertaining the back and forth with him and Socrati, but I didn't feel good. The entire first half, I, I was worried. I mean... It just felt like it was a matter of time before Perea did something to us. Then, of course, 30th minute comes along, and Cisse gets into a bit of a collision, and you see the knee buckle. Or at least it did that little twist, when I mean when I say buckle. It didn't look good. And that's going to be the highlight of the game for me, is that moment, because... Cissé is a difference maker for us. Not to mention, he is our most valuable asset right now. An asset we were probably looking to sell over the summer so that we could make other transfers. If Cissé sustained a bad injury there, mm, it's not good. A player that scores goals for us and is our rock, our most consistent defender at the back, not a good look. All of a sudden, it makes that current lead we have for the title not feel quite as secure, does it? 
we won't delve too much in on that. But Manolas comes on, substitutes for Cisse, paired with Socrati, and as dicey as things were already, things started to look a little dicier. It's no surprise, guys. Everyone's talked about it. Manola isn't the same player that he was. And I know we hoped for the best, but he's got a little ways to go fitness-wise, and he doesn't look the, he doesn't look like his old self. It can change, but right now it's it's not what we hoped. So we get we get stressed out. We're getting pressured by this Basianina team. And then we're not generating much threat in this first half. I mean, our left side of the field just offensively was non-existent. Very slow to get started. In fact, we didn't we didn't make our first real opportunity, our first open play attack from the left side of the field until 30 minutes in. From there, everything, once it started to click, everything started to go through there. But in the beginning of the game, it was only through from the right-hand side of the field. And nothing came really from the right-hand side of the field. They didn't do anything to us on the right side of the field, so we'll give Kenny Lala that. But man, stale. That is the word of the day for this game. Stale. And even when we got that goal, it didn't feel, I, I, I didn't feel like we were getting a foothold on that game. Because I'll be honest, I felt like that goal came against the run of play. It was a, a great throw in by Kenny Lala to get right to El Arabi's feet. And it was a nice move by him. But I have to be honest with you guys, the shot was okay. It wasn't a great shot. That goal was an error by Lodigan. El Arabi shot it right at his legs. And Lodigan let the ball go through. It's like, that's a goalkeeper error, no matter how you look at it. Good on El Arabi for taking the shot, taking the risk. But that was a goalkeeper error. We were fortunate to get that. Going into that second half, at halftime, Bastian and I had the better opportunities. We didn't. That's the truth. The data supports that. They had better opportunities than we did in the first half. That double opportunity that Perea had for the double save from Vachlik, mm. they could have had one early. They really could have. And things, <laughs> unfortunately, didn't look much better when the second half came around. You know, I, I expected that we would try to put this game to bed, as many other people did. And a lot of you were in my DMs asking me why that wasn't the case. You're up one nothing against Yanina. This is a team that, okay, they've they've done well against some of the top flight, but they're not better than you. You get that first goal, you need to push for a second. You don't sit back and hold the lead. And in the second half, that's exactly what we did. At halftime, there was one sub that, that was made. Adres Bukhalakis came on for Mari Camara. I didn't take too much issue with that substitution. One, because Mari didn't really do anything. Seriously, guys. Three forward passes in the entire first half. One pass that made it 
into the final third. That's not the Mahdi we know. No successful dribbles, no successful duels, nothing. We didn't get much out of Mahdi. And I said it before on the match ratings. I'm going to say it again. We keep we keep hoping when we see Mahdi's name on the team sheet that maybe today's the day that we see the old Mahdi. Then the game goes by and we're disappointed and we're left hoping again. And that's how what that's what it was again. A guy that I used to think could be the next Yaya Torre. And man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the fact that he doesn't have somebody on his shoulder encouraging him. I don't know what's going on at practice, but somebody needs to bring our Mahdi back seriously. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Bring him back, please. Somebody find him. Somebody find Mahdi Kamara for us. I'll issue a bounty. If somebody finds him, Gate 7 International gives you guys a reward. Please, somebody, somebody find us that box-to-box midfielder that, we, that we're missing this year. Somebody find us those impact players that aren't just happy to sit back and hold the lead against Yanina, a team, a team who has a budget that's four times less than ours, maybe five times. Unbelievable, unbelievable. We sit and we play hold the lead against them. What is that? How is that acceptable for Olympiacos? It isn't. It isn't. We wait until Perea gets the equalizer to start making things happen. Aside from two nothing opportunities that we made, after Valbuena's sub in the 64th minute for Carvalho, nothing. We did nothing. Oh, they score a goal against us, and then we decide it's time to pick up the te- the tempo. A- another goal off of a set piece, by the way. A corner kick. Shoddy man marking from this godforsaken zonal marking system. And Perea gets his goal. All the pressure. It catches up to us. It does. And what can we do about it? Nothing. 1-1. And at that point, guys, I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like anything was going to happen. I did not feel like we were going to get this back. And I felt that way before, earlier in the season, only to be proven wrong by a wonder strike by a guy like Agi Bukamara, a wonder strike maybe by Jan Vila or even Tequino or El Arabi. Didn't happen today. Today was another instance of our performance catching up to us. Nobody could bail us out today. No instance of pure skill or no instance of pure badassery to bail us out. This was a bad performance, and this time we copped the loss. We copped the result we deserved. What else do you guys want me to tell you? 
even when we kicked it in after the goal, I mean, we had that small barrage of opportunities where Agibu took a couple of shots and Gary was there. There was a complaint about uh, the penalty that Martins even talked about in the mo- in the post match. I didn't see anything egregious, to be honest with you. I saw us pretty much screw up what should have been a goal opportunity between Agibu and Gary, and we couldn't make it work. Couldn't put couldn't put those opportunities away. Stale play again. Huge distance between midfield and our attacking players. I mean, again, at one point you had Bukalakis and Jan and Vila in the midfield together with the ball. You had four Janina players clogging up them and the players in front of them. We had six players in a line ahead of them. Just standing there. No one moving. No one moving to create space. No one moving to get the ball. What is that? What what happened to the team that that used to just run teams ragged? Not just in Greece, but in Europe as well. Uh, it's not this team. Not anymore. And guys, not to sound like a broken record, but it's not happen. It's not going to happen. Costa said it so many times earlier this season. There is no magic change. There's nothing that's going to happen that's just going to surprise us at this point. It's just not going to happen. This is the team we have, and we just have to get through this. We have to get through these awful opportunities. We have to get through these weird substitutions. Tikinu and Andrutos on for Kenny Lala, who I don't even think had a bad game today. And, <laughs> you know, it, we had Tikinu playing on the right wing, basically. Uh, Adrutos doing what, what Adrutos can, but he's a limited player in that respect. These are the impact players that we have on our bench for a game like this, when you need guys like Costas Fortunis or even a Remy Cabea, somebody that can get on and make something happen. We don't have them. Hell, I would have even thrown Fadiga earlier. I just somebody that can insert something, something different, something unexpected. But no, Coach Martins wants to send the same things over and over, the same thing that doesn't work over and over and over again. We get teased with things here and there only for us to regress and go back. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say, guys. I mean, this this performance today just... I, we've seen worse. Look, I should preface that. We have seen worse. But for the first time, I don't think that the title this season is 100%. If you had asked me last week or the week before, yeah, we're winning the title, no matter what happens. say hurt? I'm feeling a little more vulnerable today. My co-host might disagree with me. You guys might disagree with me, but dropping points today and losing our our most valuable player right now of the season. Certainly the player we're going to get the most money for. Certainly the player that has probably done the most for us this season. We lose him. I'm starting to feel a little worried. Not a lot, but a little bit. Bad game. I feel I feel like a broken record. I come on we come on here all the time now and we just keep saying what is this? 
what's happening to this team. What we're seeing on the field is garbage. And I hate saying that. I hate coming on here and saying it, but that's what it is. The data's bad. The data's bad, guys. Sure, we possess, we're possessing the ball more than other teams. Not as much as previous years, but we're out-possessing. But we're not breaking through defenses. There's no ingenuity there. Not like there used to be. We're not, there's no effort to get the ball wide, to create crosses, to make the space for us to attack up the middle. Mm -mm. The crosses that are coming are deeper up the field and they're more Hail Mary type things. For those that aren't familiar with the term, it's we're putting up a prayer, hoping for something to happen. It's not a, it's not part of the game plan. Things aren't going well and we're just throwing everything at the wall at that point. That's not the Olympiacos we're used to, but that's the Olympiacos we have this season. Don't mean to get too depressing, everyone, especially in a fireside chats type way. But it was a bad game today. It was. In the end, do I really believe we're going to lose the title? No. But if Cissé is hurt for real, I am worried. Well, boys and girls, moving on to the man of the match and coach's grade. I don't want to get continue to get depressing with all these other platitudes with you. So man of the match and coach's grade. Man of the match is always tough to give when you have a bad result, whether it's a draw or a loss. But there's a couple individuals that are worthy of praise. Obviously, a lot of times we like to default to Thomas Vachlik. If nobody else plays well, we like to default to him. And he had a couple of big saves today. He did. Some other great, another great performance was Kenny Lala. Guys, we shit on Kenny Lala a lot. He's a player with talent that I've expected way more of. And I don't think he had the best of games today, but he was certainly better than some of the shit we saw. So if we're, if we're saying who was less shit than the rest, it's probably Kenny. Assist. A lot of balls played in. A lot of great runs forward. Very accurate. He had 92% pass accuracy today, guys. Over 40 touches. Close to 50 touches. Not bad. Not bad. Better production than his counterpart on the other side, to say the least. Kenny gets a shout. You can give it to El Arabi for getting the goal. Because it's not, you know, I mean, he got the goal. Look, he had to make something, and he did. He made an opportunity there. Elarabi gets a shout too, but you know what? I think for the sake of, well, because it's a player that I've been pretty critical on, I'm going to give it to Kenny Lala. I don't think he's ever gotten a man of the match for me this year that I can remember at least. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But Kenny's going to get my man of the match. I'll give it to him. Shout to Elarabi, shout to Vachlik. But again, just to be clear, it's not because I think Kenny had the best of games. He was just less shitty than everybody else around him. Coach's grade? Mm. I was okay with the starting lineup. Wasn't too upset, except for the Aguipo on the wing. Don't like that, but, you know, Martin sticks with who he sticks with. I was okay with the Bukalaki sub because I didn't think Mari was offering us anything. And for those of you that are getting upset, remember Bukalaki's leads this team in through balls and balls into the final third. He's he's he and Jan and Vila are right there. We don't have other players that have their uh 
their ability to move the ball around, even as slow as Bukalakis is. That's just that's just how it is, and that's the reason. He's also the best defensive midfielder that we have. That's just the truth, guys, and that's why he keeps getting selected. So that's why he picked him, and that's why I understand why he made that sub. Fabuena comes on for Carvalho. Carvalho can't last a full 90 minutes, but, God, I would have loved to see somebody like a Fadiga or somebody just to, just to change it up, throw something unexpected. Then, of course, Tequino and Adruzos. Tequino sub, okay, maybe if you had run a 4-4-2, but you just kind of kept them out on out wide. Didn't make much sense to me. And Adruzos, he's a known quantity at this point. I I didn't see too much value in that. Kenny might have been getting tired, but didn't do it for me. I also really didn't like how we were holding the lead in the second, the beginning of the second half. So Martins is getting a uh, a solid D from me. Lost points here. And it's not going to get any easier going forward. That's part of the problem, guys. So that's how it's looking for the game for me. Man of the match and coach's grade. You guys have Kenny Lala and a D for Coach Pedro Martins. <sighs> I already know some of you are going to be messaging me because of how depressed I sound about this game, but that's this is this is how it feels, and I'm sorry if if I didn't cheer you guys up with this because it's starting to get to me. These performances are starting to get to me. I am ready for this season to end. Seriously, as bad as some of these performances are, I'm I'm ready for the restart. I'm ready for the summer. I'm ready for that renewed hope. I don't know about you guys. I'll still watch this team because I'm masochist like that. I'll still watch this team. I'll still, you know, gouge my eyes out every time I watch because I doubt it's going to get that much better just in the hope that it does. But, man, this is this is tough. One of the – not the worst year to be an Olympiacos fan, but uh, it's disappointing compared to what we've seen before. And I'm just going to leave it at that, boys. Keep an eye out on the space. We've got some other shorts coming for you, everyone. Like I mentioned, those documentaries with Olympiacos DC are coming out. That docu-series about the season for this season is getting rolling. Now that we've had the first game of the season, keep an eye out. They're doing great work on putting this stuff together. We're doing everything we can to support that as well. So I hope you guys like it. Continue to watch the space. And like I said before, if you guys haven't done so already, Please don't forget to like and subscribe all of our platforms, YouTube, you name it. Help us make this the community that Olympiacos deserves. Help us spread this so that it becomes the global elite community of just another global elite European club because that's what Olympiacos is, an elite European club. Well, thank you again for everybody that listened, and especially if you made it this far. This is Gate 7 International, and we'll see you next time. Go,